0: Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott.
1: And I'm James Ian MacMillan. What?
0: Why did he say it? <laughs> Why did he do it?
1: Because I'm feeling myself. Ew. Ew. Yep. I'm feeling every bit of my body today. James
0: led me into that intro by doing the three, two. And pointed at me like (laughs) Wayne's (laughs) World. So yeah, I started out laughing.
1: Now, I've had too much coffee. I'm drinking more coffee. This shouldn't surprise anyone. Do I suffer from panic attacks at times? Yes. I do. Should I drink as much caffeine as I do? No. Am I? Yes. Will I stop? No. Got it. (laughs) A lot of
0: pointing over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, you know, we're back. I uh, <laughs> hope everyone had a good Christmas. I hope and everyone... happy New Year. And a happy ha- New Year. Not quite. Well, this Three is out
2: yeah. in the New Year. It comes out on the second. Oh, after. Just remember, this is a future-looking this thing. Is future.
1: <laughs> That's the right. Future. We're
0: talking to you from last year.
1: Yeah, what does everyone do on New Year's? This is a one-way conversation, <laughs> so I realize you're not going to answer right now. But go ahead and answer in Just your car. Just scream
2: it. Yeah, scream it at the radio or whatever. Yeah.
1: Go ahead and write in. I won't check the email. Just, I will. We'll get that out of the way. She will, though. Um, I yeah, will let either. Us, Yeah, let, Sarah and I are useless. Uh, let us know what your <laughs> traditions are. Here's my tradition, okay? Nothing. I do nothing. When I was young, used to drink, used to do drugs, used to party.
2: Now you're an old man. Now
1: I'm an old man.
2: You do have a tradition. You go outside and you listen that's to true. people blowing stuff up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I step outside in the street and I, I have a moment. Ashley goes to bed earlier and earlier every year. I think we covered this in the last show. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. And you're you going to be out
0: of town, so she's going to be asleep by 5 p.m. Yeah, she's <laughs>
1: the sun. <laughs> she's going to up. wake up yeah. for the
0: next day before New yeah. Year's starts. <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, do you have any plans for New Year's, Sarah?
0: Uh, not really. All I know is I'm not working. And, oh. um, I mean, Josh and I have plans to hang out. Um, and we're probably going to go to the tavern where I work. Are you going to because... stay
1: out past midnight? Like yeah. New Year's style? Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> For sure. I like the answer was just like, well, done. I, here I am thinking
0: like, no, <laughs> I'm not an old person. I'm <laughs> the oldest one here.
1: Do your kids get down and boogie oh, on New Year's yeah. Eve?
0: kate wants to have a party at our house so we'll see that might happen and if that happens then i'm babysitting and that sucks but well i'm sure
1: hayden and and lauren are gonna throw down oh
0: yeah yeah. hayden turned 21 two weeks ago so i gave him a bottle
1: of tequila for christmas i know yeah it's
0: probably gone probably sure it is we're being real He, he told me about a week after his 21st he goes mom i gotta take a break <laughs> i've been drunk every night for the last week i was like seriously he's like well not drunk but i feel like
1: i've been doing i've been
0: going that. hard yeah yeah <laughs> but he's still going to the gym every day there which is go. amazing that's
1: amazing he said he
0: drank a pint and then went straight to the gym he's like it was the best workout i've had in a long time wow okay
1: it's not very good for you but no there.
0: it's terrible yeah it, none of that is good for you
1: no, it's not.
0: We it's also not. bought Lauren a bottle
2: of alcohol for Christmas. with the best name. name? It was Pusser's. So, yeah, Pussers. Pusser's Rum. So That's the right. context is we asked Sarah, what does Lauren like to drink? And her, her answer was rum question mark, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Like, I think rum. Yep. <laughs> so we went to the rum aisle and I just picked the most upsetting bottle I could find.
1: <laughs> Pusser's Rum. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes rum?
0: My dad. I don't. Rum, though? Like, I.
1: You don't, no one I like likes rum. Tiki they tiki like drinks. rum and coke. Yes. Yeah, th- yeah. I like
0: tiki drinks. I would never Daiquiri. drink rum straight. No. I just, yeah, a rum and coke, gross. Gross. I, yeah No. The problem with tiki drinks is they're so dang sweet. You can have one and then you will have a hangover.
1: Right. So. You know how I feel about consolidating names?
0: Yeah, like, I, we do. Well, mm-hmm.
1: th- I that's how I feel about most cocktails. Like a Cuba, a Cuba Libre, is a rum and coke with a lime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is that a separate name for a drink? Just call it a rum and coke with a lime.
2: You would not be very good at marketing.
1: <sighs> it's so annoying.
0: As the marketing wet dream over here, right? Yes. As he's, it works himself. on
2: him, but he's not. Yeah, it I mean, works on him because he's terrible at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> it just seeps in. You know, for some reason, I feel like drinking rum and Coke. I don't know why. It's just out of nowhere.
0: Right now you want one?
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll just make one after the show. Do you have rum? It was a joke. We do. Uh, Yeah, we do. Do we?
0: You sold me on that. I thought you were really thinking about it.
1: No, no, no. It's because we were talking about it. You know what I mean? Well, I was just going to say,
0: pause the show and go get yourself a freaking drink. But okay.
1: (laughs) I got a coffee and a soda, which means I'll pee pee. seven times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hear something. Ah! It's just (laughs) in. It's 48 and partly sunny at not Disneyland.
1: 63 and mostly cloudy at Disneyland.
0: Boo.
2: Okay, this week's episode is actually... It was... uh, I was going to say sponsored. It was not sponsored. Although maybe it is technically. Sponsored by us. By James (laughs) Macmillan, who thought of this idea. I like that guy. While reading the book...
1: Yes, Dick it- Nunez, my time as a guy at Disney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not the official title, but it'll work.
1: Something about being an apprentice?
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Walt's Apprentice, right?
1: Walt's Apprentice, my time at Disney or something.
0: I think you said it like three times in yes. the
2: last show. Walt's Apprentice, colon, keeping the Disney dream alive.
0: Nothing about time with Disney the parks
1: right (laughs) and why would he have the word colon in there (laughs) uh
2: well you thought of this idea while reading that book yeah and i took the topic and kind of made it into the reality uh crazy person version (laughs) of covering this topic which is to really deep dive into it in a dumb way
1: cool i love that
2: everything about this love it So, we are basically going to be focusing on, kind like, micro would be a house. Yeah. A house that was part of uh, many different important pieces of time, but importantly for Disneyland in the early years. Yep. Um, But also that spot of land. So, like, the people and the land kind of surrounding this location-
1: that is now Disneyland. That is now where Disneyland right, is. Right.
2: Okay. So it'll make more sense as I go along. Yes. We're going to start with the time period up to 1860 ish. Okay. In so, the
1: Anaheim zone that is now the Disneyland property.
2: Yes. Right. Okay. So the area that makes up modern day Anaheim was part of a Mexican rancho grant at that time given to Juan Pacífico Antiveros.
1: What a great name. Seriously.
2: And he was a, uh, what is that called? A foreman for Mission San Juan Capistrano.
1: Oh, wow. (gasps) That's
0: where we grew up. Yeah.
1: Little uh, pennant on the wall there. His nice. mission San Juan Capistrano, yep. California.
0: Founded 1776.
1: We used to go there all the time, kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he was a foreman for that mission. Awesome. Um, and he, so he got this big chunk of land um, from Mexico in 1837 by the governor of Alta California. Alta California being the territory that included all of the um, U.S. states now, California, Nevada, Utah, and parts of Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico. Wow. Okay. Gee. So he gets his chunk of land, and then 20 years later, in 1857, Ante Veros sold um, 1,160 acres for about $2 per acre to George Hansen, who was working on behalf of 50 German-American families that were in the San Francisco Bay Area. They were traveling around the state looking for a suitable area for all of them to kind of descend upon and build up and grow grapes. Okay. okay. George Hansen headed the Anaheim Vineyard Company and sold parcels to those German-American families for $750 a share. And they built their new community.
1: So it was sold by the mission guy, the foreman, the to cool these, name.
2: Yeah, to this coalition of German-American farmers Okay. that wanted to grow wine grapes. Gotcha. Um, so their new community was named Anaheim, meaning mm. home by the Santa Ana River,
1: because
2: oh. Anna from Santa Ana, yeah. Heim meaning home.
0: So Anaheim is a German word. Yes, that
1: that is, is it's a bastardized
2: version of a German.
1: Yeah, I mean now it kind of makes sense. Anaheim he- Heim sounds more German than Spanish. I would I don't know what percentage of words and town names in California, but it's over half are all spanish
0: right yeah i so i just assumed anaheim was me
1: too yeah i did too huh
0: well to
2: the spanish-speaking neighbors in the area the settlement was known as campo aleman which is uh german field in english okay. Interesting. wow <laughs> a bunch of friggin' germans in a no field no way
1: no <laughs> wonder you love disneyland so much ash that's probably why got your german roots
2: so then, moving on a little bit through time, um, in the 1870s to 90s time period. So, although grape and winemaking was their primary objective, the majority of the 50 settlers were mechanics, carpenters, and craftsmen with no experience in winemaking.
1: I love how you mm-hmm. said settlers, by the way. Settlers, Not settlers, settlers.
2: <laughs> I noticed that too. It's <laughs> a hick in me.
1: It's, it's very her. It says crick, roof, <laughs> root beer, root beer. Yeah.
2: Jesus. The community set aside 40 acres for a town center and a school that was the first building erected there. <laughs> erected. Wow. <laughs> the first home was built in 1857, a newspaper was established in 1870 and a hotel in 1871. For 25 years, the area was the largest wine producer in all of California. Damn. 25 years. Wow. And I'm However, in 1884, a disease infected the grapevines, and by the following year, the entire industry was destroyed.
1: Sad. Jeez.
2: So other crops, like walnuts, lemons, and oranges, soon filled the void. And since the Orange County region was connected to the Continental Railroad network in 1887, uh, growing these perishable fruits and vegetables had become a more valuable and viable um, income source for these farmers who no longer were growing Grapes. Right. Now, somewhere between 1900 and 1910, a man named George Vandenberg Vandenberg, uh, purchased a ranch on West Street in the German settlement of Anaheim. George was a first-generation American, born in 1890 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, son of Lambert Vandenberg, a Dutch man who immigrated from the Netherlands to Michigan in 1881. And then they came to the Anaheim area in the early 1900s. Gotcha.
0: So he was 20 when he bought that house.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow. Almost dead in those days. Right. (laughs) A senior citizen. An
0: aging man.
1: Yep. He had seven children.
0: Uh,
2: More on this piece of property later. We're going to put a pin in that. Yes. Um. Side tangent, this has nothing to do with anything, but it's fun and it reminds me of the This Is True episode that's coming out the same day as this. Okay. So, not so fun fact. In the 1920s, the KKK enjoyed a brief stronghold in Anaheim. No! Wow. In 1924, the Ku Klux Klan members were elected to the Anaheim City Council on the platform of political reform. Wow. Up until that point, the city had been controlled by those German-Americans who originally bought the land to produce wine and therefore obviously did not support the Klan's prohibition efforts.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, The mayor himself was a former saloon keeper. Wow. So the Klansmen aimed to create what they saw as a model orderly community, one in which prohibition against alcohol would be strictly enforced.
1: Yeah, Ashley just... I just did a couple more This Is True podcasts with Ashley, which, by the way, if you're listening, Ashley has another podcast called This Is True. And They're it's like great. little bite-sized, just amazing stories. Whatever, exa-
2: whatever strikes my fancy. Yeah.
1: Like, for example, <laughs> she did a deep dive on Buffalo, New York, and how the KKK had a stronghold in Buffalo, but then there was this this anti-KKK group that fought against them, and it was all like the turn-of-the-century era. It was super fascinating. Totally crazy.
2: Yeah, it was wild to see it be completely the same thing in like, Anaheim.
1: Like full-on battles with each other mm-hmm. and bombings and stuff. It was nuts. It's like the Troubles in Ireland. Yeah. In Buffalo. Yep.
2: So at the time, the KKK had about 1,200 members in Orange County. Wow. Clan members were Protestants, as were the majority of their opponents in the area. However, the opposition to the clan also included many of those Catholic Germans. Right. Upon winning the local Anaheim election in April of 1924, the Klan representatives promptly fired city employees who were known to be Catholic and replaced them with Klan appointees. The new city council tried to enforce prohibition. After its victory, the Klan chapter held large rallies and initiation ceremonies over the summer. Read burning crosses and white hoods. Fabulous.
1: Oh, such dorks. Seriously. Seriously.
2: Um, the opposition to the KKK's hold on Anaheim um, organized and bribed Klansmen for their secret membership list, just like in the oh. Buffalo story. Yes. And exposed the Klansmen running in the state primaries, defeating most of the candidates. Klan opponents in 1925 took back local government and succeeded in a special election in recalling. The Klansmen who had been elected in April, so they were ousted and ran out of town to a good degree.
0: Yeah,
2: Um, the Klan's presence in Anaheim quickly collapsed. Their newspaper closed after losing a libel suit, and the minister who led the local Clavern, by the way, Clavern is the name of the the meeting of them.
0: Sounds like a A Clavern. (laughs) yeah. he moved to Kansas. Dorks. Yeah, that's that's why they had their. Pointy hats. Yeah, they were trying to be little
1: white witches. Yeah, they're clavering wizards, imperial <laughs> wizards, dragons, <laughs> <laughs> dorks.
2: So yeah, they had like a a whole year. Wow, a year and a half
0: of um of control in that area. That's. I'm glad it was only a year and a half. Yeah. Well done, Anaheim. (laughs) Get
2: out of here. KKK
1: just spread like wildfire in that era. It was Mm -hmm. up here.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot (laughs) in Oregon. Well, back to the topic at hand. Yes. Um, We jump way ahead in time to um, a July 1953 party where Walt Disney told three architects about his wild idea to build a giant park and asked the architects if they knew anyone who could help him refine his idea. Mm. Enter Harrison Buzz Price, who worked for the Stanford Research Institute, an economic consulting company in LA. The morning after the party, Buzz got a call asking him to meet with Disney. Buzz told Disney to give him three months and $25,000, and in return, he would tell Disney where and how to build the park. When Walt agreed, Buzz asked him if he had any place in mind. Disney looked at Buzz and said, that's what I hired you for.
1: Uh.
2: <laughs> so Buzz started his search for the perfect location by analyzing all of Southern California um, looking at trends in population, traffic patterns, climate, smog, and other variables. Yeah. He eliminated Burbank, where the Disney Studios were located, because the city's Parks and Rec department had balked at an earlier Disney amusement park idea. Right. They're like, not here, you
1: won't. I went there. <laughs> I walked around that that piece of property. Uh, people ride horses around there now. Oh. And it's it's like right. in between the freeway and the backside of disney studios yep it's pretty crazy and you look at this plot of land obviously things would have been different if disney was built there but it's not very big right and you could have it would have been entirely different
0: it would have Mm -hmm. been a micro disneyland
1: and it would have been in la it would have just been traffic oh my gosh yeah Mm -hmm. it's bad enough in orange county right gosh
2: um, so, Buzz considered a lot of different places. Some of the earlier options were what was a pistol range in Chatsworth, mm. a coastal location in Palos Verdes, a huge 440-acre plot in La Cañada, um, and a parcel near Walt's brother's home, Roy's home, in Calabasas. Mm. But each of these sites had problems.
1: Calabasas is kind of far, too.
2: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Disney didn't want his park near the beach because he thought that the beach attracted a seedy clientele. Uh,
1: How funny. (laughs) That's like one of the richest areas now. It's in between Long Beach and like Venice.
2: Yep. Um, So he narrowed in on Orange County, which offered the least rainfall, least humidity, and Mm -hmm. least extreme temperatures of any of the other options. Plus, the Santa Ana Freeway, I-5, had just been extended south. Wow. So Buzz pored over a section of the map that he termed, quote, the Amoeba, (laughs) a 10-mile-wide blob from the Los Angeles County line through Santa Ana. There were 40 parcels that he could potentially work with. Some were eliminated because of the presence of oil wells. Uh, One was eliminated because it was the site of a labor camp for Mexican nationals. And he briefly considered Buena Park, but the parcel there along Knott Avenue was too small. He looked farther southeast and found 160 sandy and porous acres Owned by only seventeen entities, so a smaller number of people to convince. Yeah. Um, filled with thousands of orange and walnut trees called the Ball Road Subdivision in the town of Anaheim.
1: Ball oh, Road. Wow. Ball Road. <laughs> Cute.
2: Disney bought the land for eight hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars in May of nineteen
1: fifty four. Disney how much did he buy for?
2: Eight seventy
1: nine. Wow. That's crazy. Huh? <laughs> That's just so mind-boggling, the, the and, amount of impact one area has, and that's all he had to pay for it. What year did he buy it?
0: 54.
1: And that's still a lot.
0: That's crazy, though, that he bought it in 54, and we opened in I know. 55. He's talking to architect insanity. in 53. Here's the thing is, I've already heard this before, and I'm Every so time. blown Every away. time.
1: I know. I was just doing the <laughs> same damn thing. How
0: did that happen?
1: You got to read this book, Sarah, because the the leading up to... like The construction is one story. And then, okay, now the infrastructure is built. The the main street's paved. Mm -hmm. Everything's more or less ready, building-wise. But now we have to, like, get people trained. We have to have titles, and what are we doing, and how do we... Crowd management, and all that stuff. And leading up to it, they were working, like, 17-hour days for for like six months in a row getting ready for it with
2: no infrastructure behind them which is all about i mean that all plays into this story too
1: opening day was a total disaster Disaster. it
0: was a shit show they
1: ran out of food in two hours Mm
0: -hmm. they had no drinking fountain no
1: drinking fountain the
0: bathrooms were not enough
1: Uh, people were pissing and shitting in the parking lot well i do that too (laughs) <laughs> because there, and there were such long lines to get in. People were just like, screw this.
0: And the pavement hadn't set yet. Yeah. And it was hot. So yeah. it was just, people were sinking.
1: They call it Black Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> crazy.
0: Um, so the the
2: next bit that I'm going to read is from a book that James, you should read as well. Okay. Um, from Van France. And it's called oh, Backstage Disneyland, A Personal History. So
1: that's Dick Nunes' like, direct yep. supervisor. Exactly. They, they The two of those guys created what became the cast member training manual
2: yeah like okay. all
1: of the stuff that we know at like the cast member the university the way and yeah the
2: creator of the university of disneyland training program that uh, that tra- uh, trained all of the newly hired cast for the park yes. in and, a pressure cooker <laughs> and, and you'll cover it in <laughs> yeah. the white
1: in, in the little white house or i think it's just called the white house yeah that's that's where they like that was their office space was uh, an old rancher's house yeah it's pretty crazy
2: Okay, so this is direct from Van.
1: Okay.
2: He says, During my first weeks at the studio, I constantly heard about the site, the yes. place down in the Santa Ana Freeway and a town called Anaheim where construction crews were working at a frantic pace. This is from
1: Van? Van. Okay, sorry.
2: It was never called Disneyland, only the site. Mm. I'd been through Anaheim many times when it was just a route through interminable orange groves, but I wanted to see the site because aside from mere curiosity, I had other very practical reasons. From past experience, I knew that space for training was the lowest priority in most new organizations. I also knew I would need a base of operations, a place where people could congregate. Earl took me on a Jeep tour, just as he would with Walt, pointing out various sites, but I couldn't have cared less about all of the earth movers and construction. My mind was on, quote, territorial possession. Wow. I had found out on previous projects that where deadline production was in process, there was no place for training except maybe a tent. Out on West Street was an old building called, at the time, the Vandenberg House later to become what we called the White House.
1: So it's that same family, Vandenbergs? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I asked to see it. It looked old and dusty, ready to be torn down, but beautiful. I pointed out that this old house was essential to our program, to the future of personnel at Disneyland. I was granted possession of this beautiful old Anaheim home, our White House, where the training program would be developed. Much later, this program was to be called the University of Disneyland. Although Disneyland brought progress, quote, quote, to Anaheim, I can see why some resented the intrusion.
0: Sure.
2: Having almost always lived in apartment houses, I thought frequently about how great it must have been to be raised as a Vandenberg in this beautiful old home. Mm. In spite of the fact that the city fathers of Anaheim had actively worked to bring Disneyland to their town, there were some old-time residents who were opposed to this intrusion by what they considered, quote, those beverly hills types yeah well i can only imagine
1: it it must have been paradise you've heard me talk about southern california a thousand times and how much i love it but especially back in the day if there's one place i could be it's early southern california right imagine what anaheim and just the surrounding area must have been like like dirt roads orchards
0: farmland
1: but still sunny every day Yeah, like just beautiful right farmland and imagine growing up there like you're it's a rural ranching kind of vibe but there well i'm not talking about like snowy montana right this is 72 (laughs) orange county yeah Pretty. it's pretty wild what it must have been like back then so yeah you, you can imagine there's probably a lot of pushback to say the least
2: yeah um van continues And, actually, I hardly blamed them. That the many square miles of delightful orange groves and little farms should disappear in the name of progress was one thing. But when the key resident on our property sold out, they were leaving their homes, and those homes were lovely. Hmm. Dick and I had the keys to the Vandenberg house. The family had moved out several months before, and the place had accumulated dirt and dust. He cleaned it up and decorated it and made it quite attractive, while I took care of the necessary political manipulations. (sighs) But that old house, what a lovely place. It was a home. There were about five bedrooms, a charming living room, and a spacious and comfortable porch. There was a cellar for storing food. There was an abandoned chicken coop and avocado trees along with the oranges.
1: It's like your house. This is what you want. Yeah, I so. know. <laughs> you're describing what you want.
0: An abandoned chicken coop?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. an old ranch yeah. house. Yeah.
2: In the evening, after a long day, we would sit in the rooms and have a few drinks. We had a neighbor, Mrs. Mon, who still had chickens, which would cluck around. And there were still orange trees with their fragrance.
1: Ooh, oh my
2: God. <sighs> I had a little office in somebody's past bedroom with a little porch. The evenings were aromatic and soft. Now I'm going to switch over to Dick's perspective of the same
1: okay. experience. Interesting. Okay. Just
2: real briefly. Dick says, my first, quote, office was the Vandenberg home.
1: Is this out of the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: Across the street from the construction site. It once belonged to a ranching family. We knocked out two bedroom walls to create a training space. I got to work with a broom and made the place presentable in a few days. Mm -hmm. I did a pretty good job. We nicknamed it the White House. We decorated the place with Disney touches so it had some personality. Our little White House was an oasis amid frantic construction everywhere else. It provided a space for a wide range of meetings and functions. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I've got a couple of things things that were um, highlights from the day before opening
1: before we get to that are there any pictures of the white house
2: um there, there has to be there have to be i didn't see any i saw I, a lot of like circled of where it was
0: yeah it's, i want to know where the vandenbergs ended up
1: yeah they ended too.
0: up i can tell you and
1: how much did they get paid
0: yeah, i don't know that one because
1: mm-hmm. it was like a total I wonder how Disney, Walt Disney did that, because he bought this area mm-hmm. for, what was it, $850,000 in, in that time, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money now. But, but
2: their property was only one chunk of that. That's what I'm yeah, saying,
1: yeah. is they, they had to have like assessed the total. And it then, was
0: 17 parcels or something yeah,
1: yeah. like that. Yeah, how did they get paid and how much, I wonder.
2: Yeah, I couldn't find that. I was digging through Ancestry for a long
1: time I mean, it's, today. It's life-changing yeah. money, I would imagine. <laughs> we hope.
0: Yeah. I hope so, too. I hope God. they ended up... If they up- were
1: smart, one of these families, of course, they they would never know what no. Disney would become. But if they had said, like, okay, uh, pay us the value of the home and a little bit more. Let's mm-hmm. make a little money off this thing. But also, we want, like, royalties on Disney. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> yeah, we, we want shares. Life. Yeah, we want shares the rest of our life.
2: Yep. <sighs> um, they moved elsewhere in Anaheim. So they stayed in the area, in okay. the Orange County area.
1: Right. And keep in mind, it stayed relatively quiet and rural for some time Mm -hmm. after that, Mm -hmm. but not long. Nope. (laughs) Think how much that place has built up since the 50s till now.
2: Okay, so it's the day before opening. Nothing is ready. (laughs) No one is ready. It is absolute chaos. Um, So at the White House. Yes. Here's some little snippets of what's happening at the White House. The Anaheim Police and Highway Patrol were headquartered in their orientation room. Mm -hmm. The Boy Scouts were running around on site for various reasons. They were helping with
0: different projects. (laughs) Yeah, they were
1: helping with projects.
0: (laughs) That's funny.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think Dick Newton, he was a big Boy Scout advocate. They all were back then. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of what you did as a boy. Yeah, and they had a a big role on the property. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool.
2: Um, Van spent $8,000 on fried chicken for folks,
0: with with
2: the White House serving as the only operating food place in Disneyland on that time.
0: Wow!
2: Um, And then at the end of that long day, Van had a couple of drinks at the White House with the guys from the Highway Patrol and, quote, looked out at a West Street now with curbs, smelled the oranges, watched Mrs. Mon's chickens, and headed home to Newport Beach.
1: So um, I found a picture that's like what looks like the whole construction Mm -hmm. property. You guys see that Mm -hmm. for those listening? Because this is an audio-based show. Um, Yeah, it's like a a big construction site. Imagine the total of like Disneyland, DCA, and Downtown Disney. That's what I assume I'm looking at. Well, surrounding that is just trees and orchards. And then the middle, or on the perimeter rather, This is supposed to be where the Disneyland Hotel is. Mm -hmm. That's where the White House is. Oh, okay. That's where the ranch was. Ah. And if you see that circled house, yep, that's all. That's what I've seen. Is that the Vandenberg House? Yeah. Yeah. So it gives you perspective. It's yeah, it's on the far side of uh, downtown Disney as you're walking in, like right there.
0: Yep. That's That's really cool to know know. where it
1: was. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That was someone's home and a orchard and a ranch. Yeah. Kids running around and playing, like, t- a total different planet uh-huh. than what it is now. Just concrete and cars and hotels. And yeah. It's pretty crazy.
0: It's sad. It is kind of sad. But it's also, it's cool that we have pictures to look back on. Yeah. You know.
1: And often in, quote, rural communities, there there is a truth about this. And it's worth mentioning that as pit- as beautiful it is and quality of life was probably great for a lot of the ranchers, a lot of people are struggling oh it's for a hard sure. life yeah and places pe- you know people like walt disney do bring jobs and opportunity mm-hmm. and that is just the, the truth you know yeah. the amount of um employment and progress i put that in quotes that disneyland brought is probably hard to quantify
2: um one other i thought really funny use of the house after disneyland had opened mm-hmm. so this is from van's story says, in the first year, there was a manager from the Bank of America who was totally miscast as a bank manager. (laughs) He liked his martinis at lunch.
1: Oh, wow.
2: One day, he had too many and ended up in my White House to sober up. He had a cold shower and ended up quite able to go back to the bank and work the combination, which locked the safe for the day.
1: Oh, my God. So (sighs)
2: someone got drunk at lunch and had to go take a cold shower at the White House to sober up enough to work.
0: That's crazy.
1: Do we know how long the house stood?
2: We do. It, okay. it was only about two more years. Okay. Um, so one last quote from Van, who, by the way, was once described by Dick as a combination of Jiminy Cricket, yes. Mary Poppins, and an angry Donald Duck. Yes.
1: And they were like best of friends. <laughs> yeah. Van was a little bit older than Dick, and he was his mentor. But yep. they, they bridged those gaps over time and, and became very close friends.
2: Yep. So Van says, it must have been a wonderful place to live, to grow up, to raise a family. I don't see how those who sold out could have found any other home and lifestyle which could compare. Mm -hmm. Other homes were to be torn down to make room for the park. My adopted family home remained for two years more and was finally torn down to make room for a driving range in the name of progress. This was the driving range at the uh, Disneyland Hotel that no longer exists. Huh. Driving range? Driving range. Like, like golf? golf? Yep. Wow. Um, So to make room for the driving range in the name of, quote, progress. I didn't see that happen. I might have cried.
1: Wow. Mm. the uh, <laughs> uh, Not to like, uh, I, not to undervalue that moment, but it, it is all, again, I, I just always go to like, well, there's a difference. There's another side of the coin. And the Disneyland Hotel became pretty rad. Like mm-hmm. the, the 60s mm-hmm. version of the Disneyland Hotel is hysterically like that uh, mid century modern yep. madmen. Uh huh. The, the pictures and video footage I've seen of the, it was wild pool parties and yep. people pulling up in their cars. And it was the coolest thing ever had these cute little shuttles that would take you from the hotel to the park oh
2: yeah it's (laughs) like the carousel of progress you know yeah right (laughs) forward through time that's right (laughs) um well my sources for this episode were Walt's apprentice keeping the disney dream alive by dick nunes um disney history 101 inventing disneyland.com backstage disneyland a personal history by van france which you can find online and it's like handwritten and it's like a pdf it's very cool you can find it for free um orangecounty.net wikipedia and the oc register
1: cool
0: that was awesome so
1: fascinating i
0: i think honestly the my favorite takeaway from that is now knowing where the house was Mm -hmm. and just i mean i know that there were other houses on that property but it gives a perspective to picture a house where the Disneyland Hotel is, is mm-hmm. just insanity. Yeah. It's so hard to even imagine.
1: It's so hard to imagine. I know. Which, I know, I
0: know that's the way it is anytime, like, Intel comes up and yep. wipes out a that farm. That was our farm. Yeah. yeah. it It's the same thing, but...
1: One of the campuses at Intel here in Oregon is literally called Jones Farm.
0: Yeah. Well, we lived a, next we door lived to, next to next it, door before it before yeah. Intel was there. Yeah. There were... Actual cows. A
1: lot of the Intel campuses were farms. Hawthorne Farms. Yep. Jones Farms. There was all. Uh, where Rondler Acres is, uh-huh. which is a, the biggest campus here in the Oregon area. One of the biggest Intel campuses in the world. Uh, that's where my dad and I worked for years. That was a. Um, Your
2: dad. You going to share?
1: Yeah, Sarah and I. <laughs> Just my dad. My dad. dad. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> um, I, I've heard from contractors that grew up out here that they used to go hunting there like like duck hunting and geese hunting wow it was all wetlands and that was that's where you went growing up like wow. crazy yeah it's bonkers
0: well it's time for us to recommend some stuff to you as someone is walking up to the door and james is very distracted Yep,
1: yep. just making <laughs> sure you saw so you weren't too distracted
0: yep no i saw a head Go by the window.
1: Oh, is it Instacart?
0: Yeah. Okay. Instacart's at the door. Do you have to sign for liquor? Nope. Okay. Is he cute? No. Uh
1: Uh-uh. Do you think I should go talk to him? Go get him. Okay.
0: Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. No. Sit. Okay. Okay. You will finish the episode. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to do some media recs and... uh, James is gonna stop staring out the window longingly if you Instacart cart <laughs> delivery just guy.
1: Struggling with that gate.
0: <laughs> but, yeah.
1: He figured it out. I get it. You gotta just slam it. Your
0: gate is not easy to use. No, it's just falling apart. It's just sinking. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. It looks beautiful.
1: Because we live in swamp Yes. where it Boy Everything did it rain a lot settles. past two days, huh? Oh my, my god. God almighty. <laughs> yeah. Just wouldn't stop. And wind. It was Jesus. insane.
0: Okay, back to the topic at hand. Yes, me. Yes, um, I want to recommend something kind of funny because I did something in the wrong order. Okay, I watched a sequel before watching the original. Oh, you mean oh, like we did like, with Cars? With cars. Yes,
1: Cars Three. <laughs>
0: it turns out I didn't need to watch the original. It was it's a sequel, but they're they're related, but it's not like a continuation. Got it. Um. I have not seen Knives Out. But you have seen Glass Onion. But I have seen Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. (laughs) Oh, okay. And oh my God, I loved it so much. Yeah, we
1: can't wait to watch it.
0: I'm going to watch Knives Out now because I can't believe I haven't seen it. It's amazing. I've been recommended it so many times and I've never watched it. It's so funny. Okay, great. And just like the other one, it has everyone in it. Yep. And uh, Edward Norton is... I mean, he's among my favorites.
1: It's on Netflix, right? It's a Netflix yep. thing. Yeah. Cool.
0: I watched it on Netflix anyway. But yeah, it's awesome. it's funny. It's It was like the perfect lighthearted thing that I needed to watch yep. yesterday. Yep. I, yep. I woke up really late because I closed the night before. And I just turned on the TV and picked Netflix. And it was the first thing. And I just was like what the hell (laughs) play I don't know anything about it I had no idea what I was watching oh awesome and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it so that's my recommendation this week
1: I actually forgot it was a thing and then we stumbled across it the other night It's like oh yeah that's right
2: you said I hate that Netflix has their own movies I just why why can't they at least just like put them in the theaters for a couple of weeks and then have it on Netflix Mm -hmm. I was like yeah they did that we just were too busy to notice we just didn't go
1: yeah
0: (laughs) See, if it's in the movie theater, I won't see it until it comes out. I'm not going to go to the theater, although I did go recently to see Avatar.
1: Oh, did you? I loved it. I thought it was super fun.
0: I loved it. Me too. Yeah, it was good. What's not to like? I I liked it a lot more than the first one.
1: Beautiful, and the story was great. Yeah, it was a really fun movie.
0: Yeah, it was. I I have a hot take. Edie Falco is not good in this. Oh, now yeah, she's, she's just
1: pretty bad. It's just not luckily
0: she's her. not in it very much. No. Yeah, it, it wasn't a great not. role
1: for her exactly
0: because I love her.
1: I will say the the heinies on those blue creatures really weird me out, man. Yeah, it's a little too graphic with like it gets too close to the private parts. Uh-huh. And, like the weird tail hanging out, it ugh, yeah, this weirds me out. I know. I guess there's no way around it. I mean, they're naked mostly couldn't they have just given them are they naked what, yeah, what's on the well, front
0: they have little like loincloth things
1: yeah they do that's right yeah that yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well why don't they have loincloths on the back
0: that's do, a great question asking all those now i can't questions. picture what the
1: front looks like is it like a ken doll
0: <laughs> probably we never mound? see
1: it <laughs> maybe that's the trick Yeah, maybe you never see the front. You just see the weird tush. (laughs) (laughs) The weird blue tush. (laughs) That's what I took away from it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Well, my pick for the week is a movie that we did see in the movie theater. And it's a movie called The Menu. Have you heard about this? No. With Ralph Faines. Fines. (laughs) Faines. Rafe. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Rafe Faines and Taylor Joy, whoever that is. Uh, no, Anya Taylor-Joy is her name. Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. Holt? That guy. And John Leguizamo. A bunch of other people. And uh, it's really good. It's uh, like a dark comedy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the plot is a young couple travel to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises.
0: Ah. Um,
1: it is fucked up and great and really well done
0: very fun. I love it.
1: Watch the trailer cuz it'll it'll give you some Okay. an idea of I'm what I'm totally what's
0: going on. picturing um uh midsummer.
1: Well, no, it's not that far Okay, good. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not no, even no close. yeah. No, okay. No. It's good. just like dark comedy borderline not horror but like suspense, I guess. Okay. Um actually, I'll give you the cuz the trailer tells you what happens. It's people who think they're sitting down for like five-star Hobnobby like foodie mm-hmm. type of menu. And there's even like one of the guys is like a total food dork and there's like the food critic and stuff. It's that type of thing. Right. And they think they're going to like the exclusive chef and his exclusive restaurant where you you have to get helicoptered into an island. It's a whole thing. Uh-huh.
2: The people who work there live there in barracks. Right, it's it like is, psycho.
1: It's like a cult. Anthony Bourdain yeah, that's also foodie a restaurant. kind of stuff. Okay, right, it, it, very culty for this chef, and like they even point out the house. Like no one's allowed to go to his house. It's very weird. I'd go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then chaos ensues. He like kidnaps them basically mm-hmm. and now they're in danger okay <laughs> so it becomes more than just a menu okay it's, it's amazing yeah it was really what yeah was i really liked it.
2: it the animal hero of the week is a baby possum that shut down yes, splash mountain that's right at <laughs> disneyland i
1: couldn't quite remember the story
2: a baby possum not much is known other than yesterday when we're recording this um, there was a baby possum that shut down Splash Mountain, and they had to drain it of the water. And here he is being tiny and shutting everything down.
1: <laughs> he, he's a little possum that snuck onto the attraction.
0: <laughs> he's like on the tracks, yeah. right in front, right between the Two logs, the logs. Yeah. So I like that he. <laughs> he looks you know, kind of wet. He probably, <laughs> he probably ruined someone's... Wet. <laughs> yeah. You probably ruined
2: someone's last chance to go on Splash Mountain before it's rethemed. Imagine you're yeah. going. I just think that's cute. You're going yeah. up
1: the tick, 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 tick. You're going up the the hill,
2: and you right about down. to go.
1: Yeah, you look down. There's a possum. possum. Ah! Then you fly <laughs> down. The picture is you and the possum.
0: Where did he come from?
1: I don't know. He snuck onto the property.
0: Eee! I like. Isn't
1: it. that great? <laughs> he snuck in and somehow found his way up the attraction
0: <laughs> that's amazing he's like this looks fun what are we doing I like the idea that he was just riding on logs unseen yeah. for yeah. a long time just having the time of his life I mean he is in critter country imagine him putting his little paws up oh. going down the, the flume
1: or or he gets on and he's just one of the animals you go yeah, by yeah. and you're like that was a that possum that looks like a, real, a possum. real possum yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a cutie Ashley's dream come yeah. true he's, he's
2: a good boy or girl i don't know he's little very cute trash
1: animals at disneyland
2: garbage animal
1: i like to think that he snuck in the park and went up the queue
0: yes <laughs> yeah he walked all through the, the line yeah. in the middle of the night <laughs> got himself situated
1: <laughs> oh man good for him what a cool guy what a guy yeah
0: well happy new year everybody
1: absolutely
0: thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent see, see you, you real, real soon
1: you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent
0: and you can send us an email at Disney Dependent at com.
1: this podcast is produced by producer Ash
0: the logo is by Ryan Hatch and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram the music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram.
1: This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.